Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and the Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am talking with Christina Shahoyova, CEO of Lady Technologies. Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Roy. Nice to talk to you. So, Christina, I know we've known each other for, for a few years now, um, and I'm really excited to do this interview now that Keg has officially launched on Indiegogo. So I would love for you to give a little bit of the backstory to our audience about where this idea started from. Yes, thank you. Cake is a fertility monitor. It takes into account uh, the most crucial information for fertility, which are information from vagina. I wanted to bring this product to life because there is nothing in the market that is sensing the information which really matter for conception, which are vaginal information. When you go to a doctor, they don't, you know, they don't look at your heart rate or something. They really need to understand what's going on inside you and ideally in your vaginal environment. And unfortunately, now in the market, there is nothing that can tell you this. Everyone is trying more or less focusing on ovulation, but everyone is missing the core that we need to know the fertile window and the days before the ovulation that leads to conception, because that is how we are getting pregnant. Like we are having sex, and then we can see once the sperm is inside and meets with the egg in fallopian tube. But it's crucial that sex happen like 48 hours or even 72 hours and even more before the ovulation when the vaginal environment is most fertile because the, the, the sperm they needs the nutrition. And so we are tracking fertility or we are giving women the fertility trackers, which are from last century. And we are kind of neglecting the fact that this is now how, how the proper way should be done. So I made the first fertility tracker that is taking into account this most crucial information, kind of like bringing a medical device to consumer hands. So one of the questions that our audience had been asking me recently is to talk more about initial funding. Uh, and I know one of the things that you guys had done very early on outside of taking investment from our uh, startup capital was working with SOSV and Hacks, which has a long history of successfully crowdfunded products. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about your experience raising capital uh, initially for the idea. Yeah, um, we took the first cash from Hex. Hex is a hardware accelerator um, backed by SOSV Fund. And the reason why is because hardware takes a lot of capital to finish. There are a lot of fixed costs that you have to do. 
And once you're crowdfunding your product on a Kickstarter, you already have a product that is ready for manufacturing. You're not in the R&D phase, or if you are, it's probably not the best way to do it. And this takes a lot of capital upfront. And that's why I think it's very important to fundraise before you even do Kickstarter. At least a right amount that you can finish your R&D. And Hacks is a very good way to start because they focus on early stage hardware technologies. So if you can pitch to them and they can write your first check, it's a very solid start. So going back in when you were creating Keg, talk a little bit about the design process, the hundreds of iterations that you guys have gone through, and then deciding kind of what features to keep or get rid of with the current designs. Yes, we knew that we have to have a sensor in a convenient way in vagina. Sensor in vagina that was apparent because in vagina, they are the, the best, you know, cyclic or fertility data, way better than anything else. That's how the doctors do it. So we knew that we have to finalize the sensing part. And to go in vagina, we have to be user-friendly. So these two, you know, to marry these two things together, it was not easy, but it's doable, of course. So a parent choice was sex toy. But then we refrained from it because um, when you use sex toys, there are a lot of restrictions that apply in advertising and everything. But there are devices which enhance sexual wellness and women's health, Kegel devices, that that are meant to train your pelvic floor. So we were like, fine, yeah, Kegel devices that enhance pelvic, pelvic floor is our way to go. Next, focus on the sensing part. Sensing part, we we were doing a research on available sensors that we can make smaller. And one sensor that we knew that we can make smaller were impedance sensors. Impedance is uh, sensing pulses of electricity to determine minerals and electrolytes in fluids surrounding them. And it's very easy to make them smaller and put them on some small device. The hard pull is then on the software part. So we had the selection and then we were just um, prototyping it so it's like convenient and accurate and it just works. And the prototyping part that was very challenging because, you know, size is also a problem. We have to be small. So now I think we are on 15th and final keg version, but it took 15 different kegs before. We started in polymorph, uh, then we went to plastic. We had a lot of plastic testings. Then we went to TPU, and then we went to silicon. And silicon, we did last uh, six iterations in silicon. So this is a long process, but it's very important because once you go to production, you want to know that I made sufficient iterations that I know this will not have some technical problems. Yeah, so talking about another long process was our our pre-campaign in terms of finally getting something launched. And obviously, we weren't able to get it onto Kickstarter because of their payment processing rules that they've recently implemented. But let's talk a little bit about the prep work leading up to the active Indiegogo campaign right now, what we did in terms of preparation for the campaign and getting the campaign in a great spot where it's, you know, fully funded today. Mm -hmm. I think Inventus has been doing a great job that they understand that you have to get people attracted to the product before it's live. Uh, 
So we spend a lot of time funneling people and educating them about the product before we went live. So you have to talk to your potential audience before to understand who they are, what they want, and, you know, why they would like to back the product. And um, this means like spending money on paid ads so you get their emails, but also those that you have to emails, you actively communicate to them and you you talk to them about the product. So once you go live, they're ready to back you. And we did this in a way that we funneled any, everyone into the private group when we every day talk to them about product features, their opinions, some interesting topics. So we keep them engaged with the brand and with the product before we ship. So let's talk a little bit about your experience with your campaign video. I really love what you guys have created there. Talk a little bit about the process on the video, what you decided to include and what not to include on that video and how that's been you know, received by the community. Yeah, we made the sweetest video. I'll put your bun into oven, like showing how the conception process work in a sweet way that the lady is baking cookies. We decided to go through this sweet, non-medical way because it's way more acceptable and way more nice to share than just showing how the conception process works and why it's important to get the accurate tracker and why it's important to measure what matters. And uh, it was a nice process. It was funny, I have to say. But having a good video is very important because in that video, you have to explain how the product works. And when you have a medical product or you have a deeply technical product, then you have to find very easy way how to communicate like deep technologies to a user that is more interested in the outcome for the user and, you know, like how it works for him rather than like what the technology is really about. So... So we partnered, uh, Adventist introduced us to video producer, which is in Los Angeles. And I flew there, we made a video, then we did the final cut and, and that's the video that we used. Yeah. And I love, I love how it came out. Uh, in terms of your experience with your backers and your community so far, I know we've been engaging with them for what seems like years now. Talk a little bit about how you've been communicating with them so far, with the backers, and then managing that feedback into the campaign itself, all while you know trying to bring this product to market and get FDA approval. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we are FDA class one, so we are registered. FDA doesn't approve us. They are just re- registering us, and we have to follow certain rules and um, certifications and standards. So uh, that's our classification. And um, what do we, so there are some non-negotiable stuff, uh, non-negotiable claims, non-negotiable manufacturing standards that we have to follow. But the user experience and the final design and packaging, this all we can take feedback from users. So we have been um, engaging our audience or like the private group with questions like hey guys this is a box design that we're thinking of this is how you will open it this is what it includes and then they were giving us a lot of feedback what they would love to see there which colors they like what they don't and we finalized the box with them we did the same thing for the uh, mobile applications we listened to them and then we implemented the feedback and another thing that we did was also 
the keg has kegel functions so it vibrates and tells you how to squeeze your pelvic floor muscles and again like we talk to them to finalize that experience i have to say here that you know users will want everything they want to implement you everything they wanted to uh, <laughs> be the best possible device um, on earth and you have to be cautious because those that are expressing their opinion the loudest are the super users, the early adopters, which might not be like your full, full, you know, the big audience that you're going to capture. So you have to keep them engaged and happy, but you're not going to make a niche product that has all the implementations they want. So you have to have defined the minimal viable product or the minimal sellable product that you're going to sell. And then you have to evaluate like, hey, does this make sense? Like they want it, I, we will make them happy and we will implement it. If it's a box color, yes, we can do it. If it's, you know, a feature that requires a lot of uh, technical development time, probably not. <laughs> but at least, you know, like me asking them a feedback is a very nice way of engaging them in a product development and they will feel part of your product once you launch. Absolutely. And that's, you know, obviously the beautiful part of crowdfunding is, you know, getting people's opinions, but it's a great point that you bring up for our audience of startups and entrepreneurs and soon to be founders is, you know, yes, take everyone's opinion, but weigh it, you know, against your business case and the product that you're actually going to bring to market initially, and then potentially adding on those feature requests, you know, as the market sees fit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So... Yeah. Throughout this process that you guys have been active on Indiegogo, which is not even a week now, I think, you know, what tips or what's the biggest thing that you've learned throughout the whole process of finally launching your crowdfunding campaign? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, okay. So I was hoping we will do it on Kickstarter, but uh, Indiegogo is a great platform because it offers like more, way more customizations. I think like the biggest learning for me was that you have to have community on your board the day you start. We had a little unlock that we had to change from Kickstarter to Indiegogo within 40 hours, and the community was not ready for it. And we had a lot of uh, watering the fire, like what's going on and why we are doing it. So it was quite interesting. But you know, you really have to have your community engaged, and you have to have a certain amount of backers ready that will go out and back you when you need. And this is the biggest learning. If you can spend as much time as you can before day one, like with your users, have thousands of them ready. You know, like if you have like 100, the number is too low. You have to have like, you have to be in thousands. Absolutely. Well, Christina, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. Are you ready to go? Yes. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? My father. My father is an entrepreneur. I always knew that I want to be an entrepreneur like him. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? <laughs> I would meet with Marie Curie. She was not an entrepreneur. She was a scientist, but she was kind of an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. That's the first Just because she was super, super awesome in her period. Absolutely. So what would have been your first question for her? Uh, how, like... How do you focus on work and do an excellent job when there are so much distractions and you have to wear courage to the lab? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, book would you recommend to our audience to read or listen to? Uh, I like Zero to One from Peter Thiel, yeah. which is talking about how to start a startup and where to focus your energy. That one, definitely. 
Absolutely. A great read for all our audience. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Yes, Keg is going to go into um, preventive healthcare, and we are going to use the data to help users to manage actively their health and fertility. So we would be probably launching the Keg number two, and we would get reimbursement codes, and we would become a B two B driven company. So in five years, we are going to be heavily helping women not just to track fertility, but do useful things with this data. So, you know, we can really help women not to even have fertility problems and, you know, it, um, diagnostic even problem that they might have, intimate problems and so on and so forth. So that's where I see ourselves in five years. Beautiful. Well, last question in the launch round. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? Better and better projects. People are going to crowdfund only once they're really ready to ship and users and backers are very are getting even more pickier and more demanding indeed well christina this has been awesome this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch tell people what you're all about where people should go and why they should check out keg we are bringing the first fertility monitor to the market that is measuring what really matters for fertility and gives women information not just about when they ovulate but also you know, what, when they can conceive during their fertile window. Uh, we are empowering women with this information because they need this to understand not just for conception, but for overall health. And our app is bringing this data to them. And um, if you're another woman, you still can go online and buy a shirt, which is saying, let's get intimate and support us in this way. Absolutely. Audience, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign and everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Backer Kit. Christina, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you very much, Roy. Have a lovely day. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.